You are listening to the Career Talk Straight Up No Chaser podcast, where we have blunt, honest, transparent conversations that will help you in your career. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. I have been recruiting for several years, both in the agency world as well as corporate America. I have my master's degree in human resources management, and my passion really is helping people find both joy and happiness in their careers. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. This is episode number six, where we are going to be talking about thick red tape and dull damn scissors. Let's do it. Hey guys, how's it going? Stephanie Dennis here. Today, we are going to talk about what I call thick red tape and dull damn scissors. So, of course, this is my very sarcastic way of kind of mocking corporate America, but it's with love. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) So... What do I mean by this? You know, we all hear the saying, like, you have to cut through or go through, you know, so much red tape or ABC amount of red tape or whatever. There's always red tape we need to get through. So here's the deal. Have you ever been in a situation at work where you couldn't believe how ridiculously insane a certain process or procedure was? And maybe you have to go through, you know, 17 levels of approval to do a basic job function. Or maybe you need to send reports to, you know, everybody and their mom. And it's a report that no one reads and it's not really useful, right? It's it's like the stuff that's a time waster and it makes your job harder and it doesn't add value and it doesn't make sense. But you have to do it and you can't stop. I think everyone listening to this should be able to come up with at least one example. I feel like there are some days where this is like every freaking day. You're like, I need to get approval for what? I need to talk to who? It's like, what? You know, and it's usually people that if like you need to get, you know, three or four levels of approval for something like the people who need to approve it don't even necessarily make sense. It's like someone at the executive level and for like a basic function, right? And you're like, um, or not, you know, like trust the people who you put in their jobs, but I'm getting myself sidetracked on a rant. So here's the thing. It's, it's the stuff that wastes your time. It is executives and senior leadership being too involved for, unlogical or unrealistic reasons and you know for the most part I would like to believe we're all good employees right we want to do well we want to be successful so we try to comply with said insane process but it's just not effective right like it's taking up too much of your time and you're too busy to waste your time on these crazy things and you, you know you don't have time you don't have time to do your job and then you're frustrated, and then you're probably crabby, and then other people around you start to be affected. Have you ever had that coworker or been that coworker? I've been guilty of both. I've had them, and I've been this person where, like, if you're in a bad mood or if you're frustrated or you're just kind of over your job, and you start to bring that attitude to your colleagues and the rest of your team. That's not really fair. So we don't want to be that person, but we also want to be able to recognize that person if they're on our team and try and help out if we can. You know, instead of letting the chaos that is, you know, thick red tape in corporate America uh, ruin our day, let's talk about how 
we can take action and overcome some of this chaos. So we're going to talk about six steps on how to take action and try and overcome some of this red tape chaos that none of us really like. So number one is going to be asking yourself questions. You're going to ask, why do I do this? Why was this process ever set up? Why am I following this process? Why do we do things this way? We're also going to ask, who is this benefiting? So there are some things that we have to do from a compliance perspective that benefits the company, right? It's that CYA, cover your ass kind of thing. So figure it out. Who is benefiting? Is this a CYA? Are we protecting the business? Because at the end of the day, if you need to protect the business, you that's what you need to do. But if when you ask yourself the question, who's benefiting from this? And the answer is no one. Or it's kind of like a crazy answer, like... You just have an overly involved executive or senior leader involved. You're going to find out a lot when you ask yourself this question. And also ask yourself, how can I improve this process? If you're struggling with a process that doesn't make sense, it's wasting your time, you need to figure out what you can do to improve the process. Maybe you can make it faster. Maybe you can make it shorter. Maybe you can condense some steps whatever the case is, you need to figure out how you can improve it. And then taking that a step further, you know, you need to ask yourself how you can be the most effective through that process improvement that you've came up with. Okay. So number two is ask your manager the same set of questions. After you've had time to really brainstorm and think through those questions on your own and you've came up with some, you know, good answers and some ideas, you want to take those questions and your answers to your manager or your boss or whoever you report to. And you want to have a conversation with them. You want to let them know what the process is, why you're struggling, And you want to share with them your idea on how to improve it and how it's going to make you more effective and more efficient at your job. So number three is research. And this might seem obvious, but I have a feeling not a lot of us think about it right out of the gate. So research, what does the internet say? Go to Google, type in your issue. Is there a form out there people are talking about this? Is there a case study? Is there a white paper? Maybe it's a magazine article. Maybe it's a blog. I don't know, but I would be willing to bet most of the issues that we struggle with in our jobs and in our careers and at work, someone out there has had the same struggle and they probably have written about it. So what does the internet say? You know, another thing in your research you want to look at is what are other companies reporting? Are they talking about this? Have they overcame some of these struggles in the past? Figure that out. And then also, you know, in your research online, you know, look for any solution, right? But also try and find something that's a little bit more outside the box. Something that's creative, it's unique, it's really going to solve the problem versus putting like a band-aid over something that needs surgery. So number four, number four is asking other people in your industry what they've done. Ask them what they've done, how their process works, if they've had the same struggle, how they overcame it. So essentially, we're networking here, right? It's it's basics, but I think it's super underutilized. And we don't necessarily know a lot of people in our industry. This is a really difficult one. 
So one thing I suggest here is reaching out to the people on your LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn. I have so many connections, hundreds and hundreds of connections on LinkedIn that I've never met them in person. I've probably never even sent them a message, but at some point, one of us sends the other an invite and we accept it. So there's a lot of people in my network that I can reach out to and say, hey, it looks like we're we're connected here on LinkedIn. I know we've never met. I would love to pick your brain about something. Do you have a few minutes? More often than not, people are very willing to help you. They they want to share their advice. They want to share their success. And you might get rejected. However, who cares, right? So someone's like, no, I don't have time for you. Well, one, screw them. But big deal. I shouldn't say that. Some people are legitimately super busy. So if they don't have time, they don't have time. But if they're rude about it, totally screw them. Like unconnect them or whatever. Keep them as a connection if they might benefit you. Do whatever. But who cares? Like the big, like the worst case scenario in that situation is they say no. Big deal. The best case scenario is they say, awesome, I would love to connect with you. And you uncover a boatload of valuable information. So reach out. Maybe it's your personal context, but LinkedIn, I think, is is a great resource that's underutilized for, for things like this. You know, it's really popular for recruiting. And of course, I'm biased because I am a recruiter. And that's, of course, what I use a lot. But it, it's a professional networking tool, right? So I think we need to keep that in mind. Number five, we want to run a test with your process improvement. However that looks in your company with your issue, with your chaos, you have come up with solutions to your issue and we want to test it, right? If they don't agree to change the process out of the gate with your process improvement idea, get them to agree to a test. Say, I totally respect your decision to not change this right now. How do you feel about me running a test? And if they're still reluctant, you really need to let them know and explain to them how this is impacting your work. So, okay, I'm going to share an example. I had a position at one point where to make an offer within the salary range provided to me for the position, I had to get three levels of approval. Insanity right? Insanity. Think about it. I have a salary range. I'm making an offer within the salary range. Three people needed to approve it. Normal situations, zero approval is needed because that's the point of a salary range, right? So if that's an example, my process improvement is going to my manager and saying, I'm losing out on amazing, talented candidates because it's taking me two to three business days to get through all the approvals I need. And then I'm starting over. A search that's taken me 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to fill. We found the perfect person and I lost them because of time. You really need to explain the pain. The pain that you're having, how it's impacting the business. So if they're reluctant to change, if they're reluctant to let you do a test, you need to reiterate that conversation. And there's some managers out there who you're just not going to get through to. So I don't want to set the expectation that every manager is going to let you change a process. That's just not true. Um, But I have found in my own experience, when we approach it right and we explain the issue with the appropriate information and really highlighting how it negatively impacts time, efficiency, effectiveness, the business, profits, all that good stuff. They're more willing and open to listening. And then number six is systematize. 
What I mean here when I say systematize is taking that process, that procedure, or that rule that totally sucks and is like killing your time, brainstorm new systems. You've come up with ideas on how to change the process. Think about ways you can come up with a system. So going back to my example of my three approvals to make an offer to a candidate within the salary range provided, my new process my new proposal for that is I don't need approval. I've, I've already been given an approved salary range, so I don't need an approval. And my new system, based on that issue, let's go back. One of the things I found as to why that is happening is because we needed to make sure the offers we were making were fair across the team. So one person on the team with the same background as another person wasn't making more or less. So the new system is I, ha- I go and I figure out who on the team is making what money and what their background is. And if this person we're bringing in that I want to make an offer to is of the similar background and the salary is within range and the salaries are on the same page and they're aligned, I can make the offer. If the new salary I want to make differs based on all of that information, then I go through the approval process. So it's a system. I'm overcoming the objection that my manager has to changing this process by providing a process improvement idea, but then taking that a step further and creating a new system, essentially checks and balances, right? Uh, To make sure we're in compliance and we're being fair to our employees, but also we're being fair to me in my time and the candidate's time and the candidate experience because we really want, you know, everyone I work with, I want them to have a great experience with me whether I hire them or not. We still, I still want to make sure people have a good experience. So that's it, guys. That's what I have for you. Those are my six tips on how to cut through your thick red tape with your dull damn scissors. (laughs) And I know in corporate America, it feels like there's a lot of red tape sometimes. And it feels like you're like, shit, you might not even have a scissors. Maybe you just have paper. Like you're just totally, you sometimes you just feel totally screwed. Let's be honest. However, I think when we take a more logical approach and really write out step by step, what are the issues? What are the problems? How can I solve this? And talk to your manager about that. And you're planning it out and you're running a test and you're creating a new system. Now you've made an entire process improvement and for a good reason. So we might not always be able to cut through the red tape with our dull damn scissors. However, we can make a little bit of a dent, right? So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. I know you're busy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I would love to hear your guys' feedback. So please rate and review this podcast. If you have specific topics you want to hear from me, I would also love to hear that as well. Send me an email, steph at findingthebestfit.com. And that email is in the episode description. So I'd love to hear from you. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. I hope you found this information helpful. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Head over to findingthebestfit.com for more information, podcast show notes, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and have an amazing week.